everybody. This is Wheel Access Talk, and I'm Kim. Um, don't remember when the last one was I recorded. Had some stuff going on, personal things, you know. Having a disability sucks, which is the whole purpose of this podcast. Is talking about the negatives of dealing with being in a wheelchair and having a disability in general. So, kind of what I want to talk about now is living independently when you have a disability. It can be super challenging because when you have to rely on other people, but you want, but you're stubbornly independent. That is the term that I like to use for myself. Stubbornly independent. When you are stubbornly independent, you don't want other people to do things for you. You try to do them yourself, but then, oh wait, you have a chronic illness. You have a physical condition. You have something that gets in your way and you pay for it. I will tell you right now, when I lived by myself and was responsible for cooking, cleaning, doing the dishes, all that stuff, if I washed my sink full of dishes, I was hurting for a week. If I cleaned my house, I was hurting for two weeks. So, that's what I dealt with. But I realized one day I can't I can't live by myself. I moved my adult nephew in <coughs> in with me, sorry. And you know, I thought things were going to be fine. But what I didn't factor in is his mental health. So that has complicated things and I ended up having to make a decision and had my mother (coughs) I don't know what's going on had my mother move in and she's helpful you know and it was a tough decision because again I'm stubbornly independent I don't know it's It's so difficult to deal with the loss of independence that comes with having a disability because you don't, you see people doing all these things on their own and you're like, you know, I used to be able to do that. Why can't I still do that? You know, and then the depression kicks in and says, you know, you're just terrible, you're a terrible person, whatever, blah, 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 you know, whatever your depression tells you, you know, you're lazy, you're stupid, who knows, you know, depression is personal to everyone, not everyone experiences the same things, just like trauma, you know, and that loss of independence is actually trauma, If you want to think about that, think about it. Trauma is the experience of something that affects you negatively, right? 
I don't know what the, like, textbook definition of trauma is off the top of my head. But trauma is literally an experience that affects you in a negative way. Right? So loss of independence, you know, is a negative feeling. It's a a super negative thing. You know, and the reality... is super difficult to deal with. It's... I've had friends with my condition who are, you know, close in age and they've lost mobility too to the point where they have to have someone taking care of their needs... it's affected them a lot too it's just a really difficult thing to deal with the loss of independence and people don't understand how hard it is to deal with that unless they've lost some level of independence they don't get it it's like the people that approach you and say you know like when you're in a wheelchair it's the people that approach you and say oh I broke my leg once and I was in a wheelchair for a few weeks I get it but do you that was a few weeks and you could still do everything else sure maybe you couldn't really get up but you could use crutches and get up and you know do things whatever but also oh wait you healed and then you were able to get up and walk around maybe there were some things you couldn't do anymore like running or strenuous exercise or something you know maybe you lost some tiny little thing but hey you know we're adaptable but eventually you could work back up to being able to do those things right well When you have an actual disability that takes away that mobility, you're not getting it back. It doesn't matter what you do, you're not getting it back. I have had loss of mobility in my hips. It feels like arthritis. I don't really know what it is. Never really got an actual answer in February when I was going through the worst pain in my life never got an answer for what happened so at this point it's just constant pain in my hip joint deep down inside I can't get intramuscular injections so they can't stick a needle in there and give me cortisone injections and I I don't know what else to do I mean I have a prescription medication that I can take that does help but it's not a long term medication because it can cause whew, kidney problems because that's totally what I want right um so it's just a really complicated thing you know dealing with chronic pain And then something happens and you end up losing more of your independence.
it's just really hard to deal with. And I know I keep say I keep repeating myself, I know. But it's I don't really know how to explain it. You know? It's like when you have those of you that suffer from depression. When you hit that like low point where you just don't feel like anything matters anymore. The world sucks, blah, 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 right? So when you lose your independence, it's kind of like that, but it doesn't go away really because it's grief. It's not just trauma, it's also grief. So maybe that's a better way to explain it, honestly. Because you grieve when you lose something, right? You grieve when someone dies. And you go through all those stages of grief. You know, not in order. Sometimes all at once. It's a big thing, grief, right? So... When you lose anything else that was significant to you, the same thing happens. It's grief. You grieve the loss. No matter what it is. You grieve the loss of your dog. You grieve the loss of your job. You grieve the loss of a relationship. Hey, you probably even grieve like when you have to sell your car or something. Or when your kid grows up and goes off to college. That's all grief. They are different kinds of grief, but they are grief nonetheless. So think about loss of independence in that way. When you're grieving that loss of independence, you kind of just... feel worthless because you feel like what's the point somebody else has to help me now I can't do these things anymore what's the point why Why did I'm just gonna give up on everything I'm just gonna totally give up I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to, you know, quit the things that I was doing because I I can't do them anymore without help. So why should I even bother? I should just lay in bed, be miserable, let people do everything for me because there's no point anymore. Right? And that's a terrible mentality to have, but... If you've ever lost any of your independence and you know it's not coming back, that's where your head goes, typically. That's where my head goes, at least. I can't really speak for everyone else, but that's where my head goes, is I want to give up. Like, when I had the flare-up of my condition in February and I was in so much pain and couldn't sleep and the hospital failed me twice... 
and I couldn't go anywhere because I couldn't even sit in my wheelchair to go anywhere. I couldn't even lay down for a long period of time. I'd have to get up and move around, and I couldn't stand for a long period of time. Didn't matter what position I was in, it hurt so bad that I hit the lowest point in my life, and I never want to hit that low point in my life ever, ever, ever again honestly the second time I've ever hit that lowest point in my life and I don't want to do it again um apparently it comes around every like you know 18 to 20 years I guess so yay me um yeah I don't know I guess that was 20 years ago the last time it happened that I hit that super low point. So yeah, I guess every 20 years. So I guess that's what I have to look forward to when I'm 60. It's hitting that low point again. Woohoo. Um, sorry, that's terrible. But it, it feels like a pattern. Um, but I mean, I worked so hard to get my degree and then I spent a lot of time trying to find a job and then I finally found one and then let's see how many months into that job was it I was in that job five months, not even five months, about four and a half months when this flare-up happened, right? So, four and a half months into a brand new job, my first job in my chosen field, and I have this major pain and... I still worked through it. I really did. I worked through it and I shouldn't have. I should have taken medical leave then. But herein comes that word, that phrase again, stubbornly independent. I was too stubborn to stop working. My supervisor was trying to convince me to take some time off. And I was like, I can't do it because I like my job. I like helping people and helping people helps me. So if I take time off, I'm going to get more depressed. So I can't do it. So I didn't do it. And do you know what happened? Right now, I'm on medical leave. I took medical leave for my mental and physical health because it's affecting me. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking medical leave because I needed to. And I had to force myself to do it. Because I was going to wait till the end of the week to take it. And, you know, my supervisor was like, well, it's up to you what you do. I got to reassign your clients while you take time off. And I was like, you know what? I gotta start on Wednesday. 
I just, I can't. I gotta make myself take the leave. Because if I don't, I'm never gonna take it. And I'm gonna get worse. And I'm gonna start resenting my job. And I don't wanna do that. But like I said, stubbornly independent. But I somehow pushed that stubborn independence aside and made myself take the time off. And it was hard because the first couple days I was still checking my email. And I do still check my email, but I'm I interviewed for another position at my company that I work at. And so I was checking the email for that purpose at that point. I don't know why I was checking it this weekend. I can't. I got I got to get away from this job. It's consuming my life. And that's affecting me. I love my job, I do, but I don't want to resent it. I don't want I I need me time and I don't feel like I get it because when I'm done working, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to do anything else. So, I'm really glad that I have this time off. I planned something for this coming week that is going to make me happy. Getting away, not far away, like an hour from here for a couple days. And it's going to be good for me. Am I going to have to rely on someone else to help me? Definitely. But I'm okay. The reason I'm okay is because I trust this person. This is a person I chose to be in my life. And I really care about this person. And he cares about me. that's important is to have that support is to feel like someone actually cares about you and wants to take care of you you know that's what's really important you know it's it's not so much having the family support because it's not always family that's supportive Sometimes it's the chosen family, the ones that you meet during your life that you feel make the difference in your life. You know, I'm coming up on a year dating him. Next month will be a year. And that's that's huge for my relationship with him because I dated him before and it didn't last this long. But I know I made the right choice. I made the right choice then, and I made the right choice 11 months ago when I chose him again. So, I feel like his support helps me cope. It helps me get through 
the stubborn independence because I know that he's there to support me. Because anytime I have, you know, something going on in my head, who do I want to talk to? Well, first of all, obviously I want to talk to my therapist, but I also want to talk to him. I want to talk to him about it because I feel supported by him. So I'm ending this podcast on a slightly different note, but still related. Um, I wish I could put more structure on these podcasts, but I honestly just have a topic in mind and then I just start talking. So I'm sorry if it's not if it's not what you expected, but I mean look me up on Facebook, Wheel Access Talk Podcast on Facebook. Look me up, make suggestions, and hey, if you have a disability and want to contribute and be on my podcast, let me know. Find me on that Facebook page, Wheel Access Talk Podcast. Find me on that page, say, hey, I would love to be on your podcast and talk about whatever related to having a disability and, you know, accessing the world, accessing society, accessing whatever, because we're all in this together. Ah, High School Musical. It's what I think of whenever I say that, but I mean, it's, it's a true phrase. Society needs people to come together and support one another of differing abilities it doesn't matter we're all human and that's what the world needs is mutual support there's not enough of it there's still there's so much selfishness in this world and social media hasn't helped that selfishness So, there we go, off topic. But support one another, guys. And if you see a friend that's hurting, say, hey, I'm here. And that's all you need to say. Because, honestly, most of the time when people are hurting, they don't want your advice. They don't want your opinion. They just want someone to say, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here. You want me to be quiet? I'll be quiet. I'll sit there and you can you can scream, you can cry, you can say nothing at all. You can just sit there and I'll sit with you. You can tell me what's going on and I'll listen. I don't have to respond to you. I can just listen. Because sometimes people just need someone to listen. Sometimes they just need to know someone cares. And that's what happens when you're dealing with grief. You know, 
like the purpose of this podcast, the loss of independence, it's nice to know that someone cares. So, that's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Look me up on Facebook. Like the episode. Listen to my other episodes. And let me know what you think. Because I do appreciate feedback. Thanks, guys.